get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I think this hearing is a sham. Listen up, Jack Wagon. This is going to be a long, contentious week. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room. Deep up in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, three weeks out from a presidential election, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The, uh, the Mormon guy. Yeah, you know, the senator, the, the Mormon fella. What is that a reference to? Um, uh, the Mormon guy? You know, the senator? Joe Biden yesterday, and we'll play these tapes momentarily, not only forgot what office he's running for, he couldn't come up with Mitt Romney's name. Now listen, I can't come up with the name I worked with when I was 23. The guy did long-haired guy. He was kind of funny. Mitt Romney? Well, the man is uh, suffering from the ravages of old age. Mm. As we all must uh, if we're blessed with old age. And I think he deserves our respect, our affection, uh, probably uh, a couple of nice uh, chocolate chip cookies and uh, and a pat on the back and, and, and maybe sent off to a lake to go fishing. Mm. Old Joe Biden. Certainly not uh, taking on a job of any great responsibility. Well, if the polls hold up three weeks from today, he's going to be elected president. They will not, sir. You and your polls. Obsessed with the polls, folks. <laughs> Jack, there is a single metric that is con- has accurately predicted the winner of every election for the last 75 years. I actually don't remember how many years. I'm making that up. But quite a few years. Is it one of those if the Yankees lose in the second round? The Republican always wins or something, one of those deals. If a best picture is nominated from a foreign land yeah, and yeah. a director. Yeah. Please do signal me when you jack wagons are done. <laughs> Listen up, jack wagon. No, no jack wagons. This is a serious political statistic. Stay tuned. Okay. Fantastic. That's uh, but, two teases in like the first 10 seconds of the show. Wow. So much good stuff. That's to get a hot to. program when oh, you're listening to that. Oh, six pounds of show in a five pound bag. Um, uh, uh, so, again, we're three weeks out from the presidential election. Um, Roughly uh, three weeks out from the rioting as well. Yeah. If it's uh, close, I'm not sure it's going to be. Again, if the polls, if the polls today are accurate, it's the not. The polls, gonna... he says, the polls. <laughs> Obsessed with the polls. If the polls are accurate, it's not going to be a close election. Actually, I've got some tips from uh, from insiders on what states and in some cases what counties you can watch that will give you a pretty good idea of who's going to win early in the night on election night. You're not going to go Carl Rove on us pointing at the map and explaining how Mitt Romney, I'm sorry, the, the Mormon fellow could really win, are you? No, I'm not going to do that. Just which counties uh, uh, will control the state, likely, and then you got to win that state to be president. So right. maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. Even in a so-called swing state, there are a limited number of swing counties. I believe the that, polls. That cause the swing. The polls are generally right. Poll 
Polls. 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 Which polls? Some of them? All of them? Which polls? All of them. Okay. 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 Um. So uh, people were, uh, what, did, what did you call it, riding after the Lakers win? Was that riding? I didn't see there the video. Was there, there was riding? There was some it of was that. mostly peaceful celebrating. There was some, some fires, some smashing, some car overturnings. Lootings. A, a, a lootings. Bus, a bus took it on the bumper for some I'm, reason. Whoa, the whoa, city buses whoa, whoa, always. Whoa, whoa, did you say lootings? Undocumented shopping. Yeah. Uh, why city buses do take get the rough end of uh, happy fans? Uh, oh yeah, uh, celebratory. What do they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Your I, team wins, mass transit loses. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. <laughs> Nobody knows why. And I don't get that impulse when I have a drink. Yeah, I just God, I just I feel like dancing. I feel like having sex. I feel like smashing a bus. Right. It's setting fire to it. Those don't usually go together. Let's go set a dumpster on fire. Yeah! Let's find something really expensive that belongs to all of us, but really none of us, and burn it. I have been saying for many years, I don't know why we put up with this, why we decided that if your team wins, you get to smash a bunch of expensive stuff in your town, and the taxpayer will pay to replace it. I don't understand why we made that deal with freaking idiots because if you're smashing up stuff after your team wins you are a freaking moron you're a moron well you should not be allowed to make me pay for something because you're so excited your team won get as drunk as you want stay up all night long but you don't get to smash stuff that i have to pay for and why did we decide that's okay at least the philadelphia eagles fan who ate horse stuff <laughs> yes. afterwards. He was only hurting himself. Right. Exactly. Well, and he was demonstrating his loyalty by eating horse manure. That didn't cost me, the taxpayer, anything. In you fact, eating it entertained poop. me. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Jack, I would point out that while there yeah. are, yeah, several uh, idiots, as you point out, there are also quite a number of opportunists, lawless opportunists, who take advantage of the presence of the crowd and the anonymity of the crowd to steal lots of stuff. And they ought to be on the receiving end of a little stick work, in my opinion. But why does society make this uh, b- bargain with these people? It's it's the it's the new progressivism. We'll pick up the tab. What's the tab going to be? Hundred thousand dollars. We'll just spread it out to taxpayers. Yeah, taxpayers and, will pick uh, it up. You, the businesses you, have insurance. Uh, that seems reasonable. That you know you could pick several households that that would be many years of all of their property taxes. Right. Is going to go to pay for this. Ah, screw them. Screw the taxpayer. What, what payer? What are you going to give me? Where are the government's for giving stuff? Where are the teachers' unions and the homeless advocates and everybody who wants more money and claims they need more money when this happens? Why don't they say, "Hey, instead of a hundred grand to replace that bus, how about you give it to the homeless?" You think they'd be uh, angry about this as much as any fiscal conservative taxpayer? You would hope, but not so much. There are a number of attitudes that are very popular these days, Jack, that are difficult to take, difficult to explain. Hmm. Anyway, we'll introduce everybody in the squad. Our uh, regular board operator, Michelangelo, is still on his honeymoon. Self-indulgent. So filling in for him, his executive Hmm. producer, Mike Hansen. How are you this morning? I'm not well. You're not? To be honest with you, no. Just beat the cheese out of myself yesterday after my efforts on this show to a point. Beat the cheese yes, out of yes, yourself. It, physically? It got, like yeah, some it, sort of religious fanatic? It, it did get physical at one point. I got out of my car yesterday and a bug flew in my face. And instead of swatting it away, I'm not kidding, I reared back and punched myself right in the head. Glasses <laughs> flew off. And I stood there for a second. Went, Why did I just Tyler Durden myself? I don't. I didn't understand what was going on. And then I realized, yeah, it's from today's yeah. effort at work. So you just, beat the cheese out of yourself. Yeah. That's uh-huh. an interesting uh, wow. expression. Uh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Yeah, it is. 
Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. A bit of a dealer's choice for my opening thoughts today. Do you want the latest reason why The Good Lord Bird is my favorite television show right now? That's oh, your cool. James Brown yeah. biopic, huh? Or or would you like me to do... Not uh, James Brown, no. John Brown. Yeah. The Godfather of Soul has nothing to do with this movie. Completely different people. (laughs) You will not hear Get Up, Be Proud. I don't know if you could come up with two more different people. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Or I can do uh, Amazon Prime Day deals in the style of a late 90s QVC huckster selling sports memorabilia. Either of these can be done later as well, so you, 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 we, we'll get both over the course. But I was just uh, I thought that one might be a little bit too much because it's really kind of barking into the microphone, and it, it may be a little too much to start the day. So I will just say this about the good Lord Bird. If you have ever been even... Rem- I feel good! No, different guy. Oh, If you have ever been even remotely interested in the artistic representation of what might happen should an individual meet up on the business end of a Civil War era canon. Episode oh. two's got something for you. Oh, really? Oh, oh man. Really? See what a, to see what a canon actually does? Oh. I don't know how realistic it is, oh. but it is... Uh, <laughs> I've seen realistic portrayals of that, and it's not it, good. Yeah, it probably wasn't that realistic, but it, it certainly uh, got me going, whoa! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I dig that show quite a bit. Awesome. Uh, I and think what, what outlet is that on again? It's on the Showtime. Uh, you the can, Showtime. You can watch the first episode for free on Amazon Prime. And I think that's an important... That's I'm glad that's come along right now, because I think it's important to show that, you know, this these movements and the anger and the violence, I mean, it, it starts long before you end up with something like a civil war. It went on for a long time and built and built and built and built. Right. And the troubling part to me, and, and there are a couple of examples of this on my uh, tote board of things to talk about, are when irrationality become fashionable and nobody calls them for being irrational anymore. People just start spouting things that are clearly not true, not logical, not rational. Or in the case of uh, John Brown, uh, you know, a heap and helping of, you know, that's way over the line, but he's on my side of the argument. So, mm. Wow. Yeah. Does that um, sound familiar to anybody? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, October 13th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin according to that agency uh, 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 at Mark. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and them. Everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss. <laughs> Trump's bisexuality, an issue on the uh, campaign trail. We'll, we'll take your calls. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, how does mailbag look? Very nice. People have had enough, Jack. They're standing up. That is a contrast. Biden did a uh, socially distanced thing in front of like 30 people inside their cars yesterday because everybody's being extra careful with the COVID. That's that's quite a contrast. In, in which he mumbled dispiritedly for about 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, I want to hear the Mitt Romney thing. Can we play that at least when we come back? You referenced that and oh. I haven't heard it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Two tapes from the same day. Okay. Uh, all that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No, we are 
have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. If you may remember, I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon, the governor, okay? And I took him on. Those were both yesterday. Biden forgetting he's running for president and can't come up with Mitt Romney's name. Yeah, that's not good. You don't usually hear that on the campaign trail. I forgot a name that's like historically huge and important in my life and I've read a million things about and couldn't remember it yesterday. So, And I don't think I'm incapable of operating anything. But uh, You're incapable of being president, I'm afraid. <laughs> I cannot vote for you in good conscience. <laughs> but, you know, it's the number of times that happens does matter. That's a... Uh, a couple yeah. times a week, or is it several times a day, or a couple times an hour? Seems odd to forget Mitt Romney's name. You ran against him. I do think that stories will come out eventually, and it might be years from now if he's elected president, of scary moments on the campaign trail from people who are around him. Where yeah. they thought, oh my God. There's a tremendous amount of enabling going on. I mean, that's just beyond question to me. Well, well, I have to see how it all plays out. I want to talk more about Kamala Harris uh, a little bit later on. The ACB hearings are going on right now. Um, Lindsey Graham with a great question and her with a great answer to uh, put one of the um, uh, boogeymen to rest. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later. So many boogeymen. Mailbag. Your freedom-loving quotes of the day from George Orwell. We discussed this very late in the show yesterday in the context of the Marxist adolescent idiots in Portland tearing down statues of Teddy Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln for the love of heaven. They claim to be well, we're we're social justice advocates. Here's why they would tear down statues of even Abraham Lincoln. As Orwell said, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. You erase history. And then... Wait a minute, word, word, what, what, what the, this didn't work right. I stand by. And then he also wrote in 1984, a, uh... He a, died in the 50s? I'm sorry, he wrote in the, uh, the book 1984. Oh. oh, for God's sake, these two were lined up, and then the stupid website has to stupidly reset itself. This is why I print stuff. So frustrating. So frustrating. Uh, it's the Do you know qu- he wrote 1984 and 1948? Did he have the numbers reversed or what? I mean, that's just embarrassing. It's just a good way to remember it. Yeah, the, the quote from 1984, uh, which I thought I had ready, uh, says essentially that we have erased... Oh, there it is. Finally. Stand by, everybody. This is from 1984. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Does that sound familiar? Every date has been altered. 1776, 1619. Hmm. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. That is precisely what Black Lives Matter what Antifa, what the Marxists are going for. They did the same thing during the French Revolution, too. Erased all of history, changed the names of everything. They even came up with a new calendar in the French Revolution. Just so everybody was stuck in the brand new 
uncertain present, and the only thing to stand on was the party and what it said today. That's what they're trying to create. Orwell saw it all. It's great stuff. Uh, scary, but great. Oh, to the correspondence proper, Justin Cal Unicorni writes, Did you see Johnny Rotten went full MAGA? That's right, John Lydon of the Sex Pistols, Public Image Limited, etc. Said, and the punk rock scene has lost it. Now, you can only be punk rock if you follow all the fads in pop culture, uh, education, and the media. We are all sad conformists, drones, L-M-A-O. Uh, just a, a private note, it, it, it brings me sadness to mention this. A, a former bandmate of mine, I guess, has gone way off the deep end, politically speaking. He's a lovely guy. I still, I'd still love to hang out with him. But um, since Johnny Rotten said, yeah, I'm voting for Trump, he's going around claiming that he's not a real punk. I mean, he was just uh, kind of could... in it for himself. That's like saying Joe Montana wasn't a real football player or a giraffe isn't a real animal, that's borderline mentally ill to claim that. What could be more punk than being for Trump, though, in today's climate? Right, right. It's like saying Chuck Berry really wasn't into rock and roll. It's just idiotic. (laughs) Moving along. Mick says, can you guys please do uh, something on the propositions for Cal Unicornia? We're doing a podcast today. We will post it later today at armstrongandgetty.com. Where we are on the Supreme Court hearings already today. Good question and answer between uh, Lindsey Graham. I declare. And the Catholic woman. She's running for justice. Amy Coney Barrett. The Mormon fella. Around the uh, question of gay marriage. So stay tuned for that. Jewish lady died. What? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And that it can and should be overruled. Consistent. You may remember, I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon. The governor, okay? And I took him on. (laughs) So he met Mitt Romney, but he couldn't come up with it. Okay. And he got in trouble. Um, How unpopular are both political parties? A new survey out on that. Both Republicans and Democrats uh, suffering uh, as low a popularity as they've had, certainly together, maybe ever. It's probably because they're so terrible. That could be part of it. That's my theory. And it fits in with the Supreme Court uh, justice nominee nomination hearing that's going on right now for Amy Coney Barrett, who's... You know, the whole thing's a dog and pony show. She's absolutely going to end up on the Supreme Court, and that's there's, this is all show. Correct. But, it's uh, The spotlight is there. So the question is, how do we best use the spotlight? It has nothing to do with her and her judgeship. Right. And uh, Tucker Carlson made a great uh, a point uh, last night as to what's uh, going on here, but maybe with that in a second. One of the ways to attack this incoming Supreme Court justice is to, uh, well, there's two big ones. One is uh, the, your health care is going away. You just, you'll be without health care. You'll be on your own. Yes. You get a, you get the a next hangnail you get probably fatal. You get a scrape. It'll turn into an infection and you'll get a gangrene and die because there'll be no health care for anybody. You try to go to the hospital. They will probably stab you. The nurse will stab you. Um, also, Amy Cooney Barrett is, is put on the bench. Also, legal abortion is going away nationwide. In fact, it will be illegal. And um, gay marriage is really under threat. Oh, yeah. All your gay rights. As Rahm Emanuel said the other day, gays will be back in the closet. That so, one is truly inexplicable. It is. Well, I was glad that <laughs> Lindsey Graham got into that a little bit and uh, oh, yes. ACB uh, responded. 
Uh, Same-sex marriage. Uh, what's the case that established same-sex marriage as the law of the land? Obergefell. Okay. Uh, if there was a state who tried to outlaw same-sex marriage and there's litigation, would it follow the same process? Well, it would. And one thing I've neglected to say before that's occurring to me now is that not only would someone have to challenge um, that statute, and you know, somebody, so if they if they outlaw if they outlawed same-sex marriage, there'd have to be a case challenging it, and for the Supreme Court to take it up, you'd have to have lower courts going along and saying we're going to flout Obergefell. And the most likely result would be that lower courts, who are bound by Obergefell, would shut such a lawsuit down and it wouldn't make its way up to the Supreme Court. But if it did, it would be the same process I've described. In other words, uh, the likelihood of a lower court saying uh, we're going to make gay marriage illegal in this state since the Supreme Court's already ruled on this is very unlikely. Right. And even right. it did, did, did the Supreme Court say we already ruled on this? Yeah, what are you doing down there? <laughs> are you yeah, crazy? It's, just, it's, it's a paranoid, mm. well, it's not a paranoid fantasy. It, it's Rahm Emanuel and people like him trying to cause a paranoid fantasy. Well, uh, did because you, there's no basis for did it. Did you see what Tucker Carlson said the game is? And I thought this was really clever. And, I did. And he might be right. That they're trying to make it seem like the, the, the Supreme Court is such a political instrument and, and such, you know, the whims of whoever's on it and the, and the politics are as, as big in the Supreme Court as they are in the House of Representatives. It's just a game of politics. Right. That they'll get at least half of the country to say, yeah, it's reasonable to want to expand the number of justices so you can get your way because it's just another part of politics when it's not supposed to be part of politics. And I think, one, I think Tucker's right, and two, I think it's working. Well, and it's yeah, it's large. Well, yes, that strategy is working. I mean, for instance, got a very brief note from, we'll call him Al Anonymous, young man. Today in my intro to American government class, the professor described the Democrats attempting to pack the Supreme Court as, quote, balancing the court. Yeah. Damn them lefties are good at words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. said, my friend. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it, to a large extent, the Supreme Court is uh, a political. They certainly have points of view. But uh, and one of the most troubling aspects of this to me is is um, is trying to smear what the Supreme Court does and why they do it. Uh, Nakedly Progressive Radio is talking to Ben Sass today. And luckily, Ben is so smart, articulate and and and, and boyishly charming that he was able to parry this. But. The interviewer gal who's way left, I mean, she's a hardcore, nasty uh, left woman, um, <laughs> says uh, just, a, uh, just a deplorable woman. Anyway, uh, she said Amy Coney Barrett wrote uh, an article in 2017 saying she would overturn Obamacare. And he said, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for interrupting there. Um, I, I need to point out that, no, she didn't. What people do is they portray decisions as flowing from policy outcome desires. The judges just don't like Obamacare, so they found a reason. It's their policy outcome. It's, it's uh, the justices rule on policy outcomes. No, John Roberts made a very, na- very narrow ruling that the penalty was actually a tax. And therefore, the fact that it originated in the House and not the Senate, blah, 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 or the Senate and not the House is legally significant. She found that legal reasoning very thin. She didn't say Obamacare is it's 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 they said you could keep your doctor. I'm against this. It's socialist. No. She was talking about a very narrow legal question. That's what the court decides. They don't decide, hmm, I like this policy or I don't like it's about the legalisms. 
and and they're they're working as hard as they can to do what you're suggesting, Jack. Make it seem like it's just another legislature. They delegitimize it. They then they can change it. Yeah, and then it becomes what they're saying. Um, a different topic. We'll uh, bring you, God help us. We'll bring you highlights from the uh, the, the the court thing today. If uh, if there are any others, the ancient Diane Feinstein is currently doing her questioning. And they each get twenty minutes, I think, today. So that's that's a long day. Would you have convicted the Lindbergh kidnappers? <laughs> uh, Diane Feinstein, there. What do you think of aeroplanes? <laughs> I think it's the devil's work. Oh, boy. Um, You know you're a big company. If you get big enough as a company, you get so much free advertising. And Apple has been that for years. Mm-hmm. And now Amazon is definitely that. I mean, Apple is so big and so ubiquitous and so many people have them and so many, maybe, so many people have stock in it and everything like that that it's, you know, I think a legit news story. When when they do something, but you get a ton, as you a know, ton I of, differ. Make them buy advertising. You get a ton of free advertising out of that, and Amazon has become that now. They're so giant. I've heard like three times today as a news story that it's Amazon Prime Day, and if you're a Prime customer, you get free this or that. And I don't, right. I don't really know what it means. But, when, um, when Golf Galaxy has twenty percent off golf balls, you don't have the <laughs> radio stations all over the country telling you that. But if you know if. If it if, we got a Dyson Airwrap complete set, $50 off. You order right now, you get a Mark McGuire rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if it's a big enough deal that most of the people listening would think, oh, wow, that's interesting. I think that's news. An Instant Pot 6 quart and vintage floral, 50% off. Get out of here. Order right now, you get a Sammy Sosa rookie card. <laughs> oh, get boy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I just think that's interesting. If you get to a big enough level, and I think really only Apple and Amazon are that. Uh, how about uh, when McDonald's brings on some uh, yeah. brings back the McRib? There you go. There's another good example. Sure. Yeah. There's Life another good example. Straw, personal water filter, fifty percent <laughs> off. How do we stay open at these prices? Order right now. Get a Barry Bonds rookie card. <laughs> personal water filter. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, How do we stay open? <laughs> and, and some of your lesser lights oh, in the uh, in the Insta food uh, realm have have decided they can get that sort of coverage. But it's a hamburger, but instead of a bun, it, the meat is between two waffles. And you know, dip as disc jockeys and news anchorettes around the country repeat it for them. So they have to come up with a stunt. But right. yeah, you're right. Apple, we Amazon, call it the waffle syrup burger, and McDonald's can uh, unleash a new product, and it makes the news. Which is interesting. And similar, um, like Walmart and Target are screaming, hey, we got free this or that. It's exactly the same thing, but nobody cares. In the same way that when Apple announces they got something for their iPhone, the Android people are saying, we've had that for two years. (laughs) But that doesn't make the news either. No, you got to go to the angry comment section of the Internet to see that. (laughs) I've been unlocking my phone since 2018 with my face. Why is that a big deal? Um. Uh, how much people hate the two political parties, which uh, fits in with my narrative that I've had for a long time. Uh, Trump is his own unique thing, but, you know, there's something that brought Trump. He's going to leave and we're still the same country. Yep. Uh, whether he leaves in a couple of months or a couple of years. And the fact that we don't like either party the same way Italy didn't, France didn't, Great Britain doesn't means there's something weird going on in our politics. Anyway, the stats on that are pretty interesting. 
Plus, uh, also coming up, you name me a city where they've said, you know, we want more bums and junkies, and we're going to make it easier for them to be bums and junkies. You name me the city that's had a good outcome from those policies. Don't get me Can't started. Can't be done. We have some uh, evidence on the other side of the ledger. Don't even get me started. I will get you started. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. So one of the interesting things that's happening with distance learning is uh, parents are getting to see what their classroom is like and what the teachers are like, for better or worse. And what they're being taught. (laughs) And what they're being taught, which is another uh, topic. But uh, here's an example of some teachers not happy with something, I guess. It's so frustrating to, like, know that these kids are technologically illiterate. Older staff members will say, oh, these kids are so technologically advanced, and I'm like, no, they're not. Like, oh, you're impressed that a kid can record a TikTok? It's literally one button. Uh, so the teachers are griping about the kids' technical abilities when they thought they were uh, essentially muted, disconnected from the kids. They, they thought all they the students had logged off and they mm-hmm. were essentially in a digital teacher's lounge where they could vent in peace. That's what it seems like to me. Because I guarantee you, t- teachers are talking crap about your kids in, in the break room. Oh, yeah. Regardless. Pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to try to teach 30 kids who are barely paying attention or, you know, a couple kids just cannot find the mute or unmute button or whatever. Or I also think, like, it was illustrated in the South Park pandemic special. Some of these kids are probably faking technical oh, yeah. issues because it's it's more fun that yeah. way. Or, and yeah. then I, right. now I get to watch something on the other screen because I my, I convinced you my camera doesn't work. There are a couple of troubling COVID stories today. So you got Johnson and Johnson with they're working on their vaccine, and every company's trying to be the first to come up with it because there'll be a lot of money involved. That'll be a big contract. Anyway, Johnson and Johnson has halted another vaccine trial because of an unexplained illness. They've paused it or paused it. Okay. Yeah. You want to call it pause? Well, it's, uh, it's, this journalist uh, calls it a uh, halt. So. Well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, okay. The um, the FDA can can stop one. That's it's a different thing than pausing it because somebody gets sick and they're not sure why they're sick, so they check it out. Then, like the previous one, they get right back to work when it turns out, oh, he just got okay. sick. Send an email to Reuters. Yeah, well, um, Reuters is full of crap. Uh, but it's, so they, it's it's sensible precaution. It's happened before. It's fine, but it's slowing them down. That's the only point. Yeah. Um. And then this one, uh, a COVID first in the United States that no one uh, is looking forward to. This has happened a couple of times around the world, where they've got confirmation that somebody had COVID, got over it, and then got it again. And they're not exactly sure what's going on with that. If that's like an outlier thing that it can only happen to a certain people with a certain genome or or that could happen to lots of us or is happening to lots of us or what. But there are a few uh, confirmed cases of this around the world and now one in the United States. 25-year-old Nevada man first tested positive in mid-April, had the symptoms even, sore throat, cough, headache, gastrointestinal, etc. Uh, recovered by April 27th, then couple of negative tests then in may he came down with a fever cough and dizziness and tested positive again in june Durr. it's the fifth confirmed case of reinfection around the world now five on the entire planet it's not a lot no how, how bad did he have it the first time um 
sore throat, cough, headache, yeah. gastrointestinal issues. Because I remember, and, and we're all just feeling uh, our way with this thing, including the scientists, but I remember at one point it was believed that if you get a very mild symptom, uh, 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 you know, onset of it, you'll have very mild immunity, so to speak, very low resistance in the future. You get hit with it hard, you get plenty of resistance. But I don't know. So like Trump, who got, well, it's hard to say if he got a mild case or not, because he got the very best, latest stuff to give you. So you don't know what his case would have been like. Right. Uh, Very difficult to confirm reinfections around the world, because you got to have nasal swabs from both infections. Um, And they don't always have that, but. Obviously, that would be a huge problem if it turns out we can all get it more than once. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that that changes mankind. Depending on, you know, how much resistance you get from a vaccine, uh, you know, a few unanswered questions. But if it turns out that you're immune for like six months and then you're back to being as vulnerable as anybody, that will change the course of mankind. Life expectancy will drop by a dozen years. In in the developed countries. And we'll never have big, giant events where everybody's standing side by side without masks again, will we? Probably not. Probably not. No, I, no, I, don't, I don't think people would willingly go. And those who did, well, they might suffer a, a terrible fate. Um, and I don't mean their team losing. Should we do this for a local story or a national story? It's a pretty damn good story. Officials in one county in California, Sacramento County, are asking people to stop disinfecting their mail-in ballots. Do tell. You don't have to worry about contracting COVID from your mail-in ballots, said the person in charge of voting in Sacramento, Cali, California. Because yeah, but to whom? To whom did they say that? Officials said the ballots themselves were processed by machines we could go and they're safe to handle. Uh, the NBC affiliate is saying they received at least 100 ballots damaged by disinfectant and alcohol spray. In one case, someone even microwaved the ballot in an attempt to get rid of any germs. People are spraying their ballots with disinfectant? Don't do this if you want your vote to count, says the registrar. Well, those are people who've listened to CNN and and the governor of Cal Unicorni, apparently, because they're terrified beyond belief and beyond all reason. Election officials say these actions damage your ballot and prevent your vote from being properly counted. They're not processing any ballots that are obviously spoiled. So it's actually a problem. I think it's a perfect test. If you uh, dip your ballot in alcohol to disinfect it, yeah. your vote shouldn't count. Right. I think it's, it's, a, it's a screening process. It's like the it's greatest a... poll test you could come up with. You're too freaking stupid to be a voter. Right. It's it's not a problem. It's a it's, it's a screening process. And I actually feel that way. You're a, you're a harsh man. I I do not feel the need to go around telling people don't dip your ballots in alcohol. If you do that. Feel free to not have your ballot counted, and you decide what happens to my tax money. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yes. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> this it sounds awful and elitist or something. It's just true, and I am echoing the words of Winston Churchill and H. L. Mencken and the great thinkers of history. The more we get everybody to vote, the dumber our politics will be. You have to do it. It's the lowest common denominator. 
If you exhaust the 60% smartest, best informed voters in America, and you add another 10%, what do you have to do to your message? Come on now, it's self-evident. You have to dumb it down. You add another 5%, dumb it down more. Another 5% even dumber. Until you get to the point where you have people who are either so so racked with terror or so dumb, they're dipping their ballot in, in, in alcohol. Yeah, and, and, you know, I almost give them an excuse because there are, there are so many media outlets that are trying to terrify you to get your clicks. And these people have fallen for it, apparently. Yeah, as one texter pointed out, I don't think microwaving your ballot's going to do it any damage. But it's not going to do it any good either. But um, uh, the dipping no, in alcohol... No, it makes your leftovers rubbery if you're not careful. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, I'd rather eat on. something cold than overly microwaved. Oh, clearly. Not even a close call. Yeah. Oh, hey, I meant to get to this earlier. There is one metric by which Trump is absolutely assured of winning. Okay. We will get to that uh, right after, you know, the, the the top of the hour break. If you don't get the, sh- the next hour of the show, God help you. Uh, but you can go to armstrongandgetty.com and get the podcast and later got, today. And I've got those stats that show people hate both parties. Yes. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going to come out of that. Um, how much time we got, Hanson? 30 seconds. Okay, it's time enough for this. On the COVID thing, I came across this yesterday. If you mostly watch MSNBC, CNN, NPR, uh, 3% of people think the government handled COVID all, all right. If you mostly, three. three. If you mostly watch Fox, it's 90. Talk about a difference in view of the world based on where you get your information. Wow. Neither one of those are accurate, I would say. Uh, 90 seems a little high. Three is obviously low. Armstrong and Getty.